Hey there, and welcome to another episode of When the Cleats Come Off. I'm your host, Ashley Burkhart. <sighs> Man, we have been rolling out episodes every single week, and this one is one that is long overdue. This week, I'm going to share with you an ultimate, I like calling it an ultimate because hitting at home is simpler than we think it is. Sometimes we think it needs to be this extravagant plan, but ideally, if you can just stick to these four things that I'm going to give you every time you hit at home, it's a great routine to help you find results quickly. And so this is the ultimate at-home hitting routine, one that was established by yours truly and Scott Burkhart. (laughs) Dad and I created this routine and it worked so well for us that I still use this with my athletes today and it's simpler than you think. So we're going to go through a 9T hitting warm-up, going over a signature drill, finding a drill that's going to expose where you need the most work, and ending with a challenge. And I'm going to go over these four things in full detail. But before I do that, I want to let you guys know that I'm actually doing a hitting mastermind on June 10th. So This will actually be airing the day before, so hopefully you're listening the day of, and it'll be a hitting mastermind going over feel, connection, and posture in the swing and how you can amplify that, and it's basically going to also take this conversation to a whole nother level. So we'll be doing that for an hour tomorrow or June 10th, whenever you're listening, and if you guys miss out on that, it's actually going to be the launch pad for a new course that I have coming out, going over all of those elements to the max. So if you can't make the free mastermind, check out my social media. All of my social media will be in the show notes below, and you guys can see how you can be a part of this insane program that's going to help your athlete thrive and be able to work from home at her very best. So that's going to be what's going on. Go ahead to the show notes to sign up for that mastermind or the course itself that'll be coming out shortly. And you guys are in for a treat. Today, we're going to be going over these four things to help you maximize your hitting at home routine. Hey there, I'm Ashley Burkhart, owner of Ashley B Training, former D1 athlete, and professional athlete in the game of softball. I even spent a little bit of time coaching at the college level as well. But now I coach athletes and especially youth athletes. And I try to teach them the ways to become the very best versions of themselves. And I know that they can't do that without a support system that will do anything and everything to make sure their dreams and their goals happen for them. A lot of times I hear parents and coaches saying, hey, I'm just going to dish my athlete off to you. Hopefully you can figure out what her issue is. Here's the deal. That's not how we should coach. That's not how we should parent. And I can tell you right now, I'm not a parent, but your athlete is the most influenced by you. And I truly believe that you are one of the reasons why she plays the game. And I truly believe you are one of the reasons why she plays so hard. So if we can learn from some of the greats, I'm going to have some of the best softball players, some of the best softball players, parents, even my parents and my family are going to be on this podcast sharing our journeys with you so that when the cleats do come off, you know what to say so that she can learn from her mistakes sooner so that she can become the best version of her. And that's what we want. We want our athletes to be able to thrive. And that's why we're here. So welcome to this podcast. This is going to get real. This is going to get deep. 
and I'm here to challenge your thinking. That's why I coach. I'm really excited for you to be here and I can't wait to hear who else is going to be along this journey with us, learning from some of the best. I'm going to be learning too. So whip out your notebook and let's head to the next episode. Before we go into all of this, we are in the midst of the Women's College World Series. If you guys are listening the day this is coming out, (laughs) this past weekend was absolutely insane. And there's so much we can learn from some of these athletes. So before we even dive into the hitting routine, I want to just shout out all of these athletes and how we can learn from them. So Odyssey Alexander, she's the first one that comes to mind. She's a pitcher for JMU. She's absolutely crushing the game. And the most outstanding play that I believe I have ever witnessed in my entire life, I was in a nice restaurant witnessing her make this play and I screamed and people were like, what the heck is this girl doing? But it was the play where it was top of the seven. So basically last inning, JMU's up by one run against OSU. There were runners from OSU on second and third. And a girl bunted to try to squeeze play. Odyssey picked up the ball, dove like superwoman straight into this runner and got her out. And that was the second out of the inning. And I think there was a pop-up to end that game. But basically, if she wouldn't have tagged that girl out, it would have been tied. And who knows if they would have won that game. It was unreal. And I think Odyssey is really teaching athletes around the world that one, JMU is a third-ranked seed. So like third seed in a regional. And they're here competing at the Women's College World Series. So most people would probably say, well, they have no business being here. But Odyssey had other plans. And she goes at this game with so much heart and grit. It's absolutely insane. I can't believe how just determined she is. Like every win, she goes all out in everything that she does. And we all can learn so much from her. Now let's talk about her teammate, Meeks. Oh my gosh, she is 4'11", competing in the Women's College World Series, and she is playing third base. So those athletes who don't feel like they're the right mold or fit to be a softball player, uh, let me tell you, Meeks is someone that we can learn from. I think my favorite thing about her was she had a post-game interview recently talking about how she was a bench player for a while. And uh, the interviewer asked, how did she get out of that and basically get to where she is now? And she said her focus on the bench was just being a great teammate, the best teammate that she could. She said her job was to challenge the starters. So those people that are maybe playing third base in front of her, she is there to challenge them, to help them rise to the occasion. And then she was going to be ready whenever her name was called. She did everything that she could to the best of her ability. She was patient. She waited for her time. And now she's one of the most recognized players players in the 2021 Women's College World Series. It is unreal to watch her. She's got so much energy, so much fire, and so much focus. Man, like I literally want her on my team. If I was playing, I would, if I was playing in Athletes Unlimited, I would want her on my team. She's amazing. Let's talk about Montana Fouts at Alabama. She literally pitched a perfect game against one of the best teams in the entire nation. Let that sink in. 21 outs with no base runners against UCLA on her 21st birthday. That is unreal and insane. This, that whole game, it was so late watching this game. I was locked in. I was like, I can't go to bed. She's in the midst of a perfect game. And if you were just to see her focus, she was so locked in on what she wanted. Like 
Every single batter, she looked at them like she wanted to eat them for breakfast. My athletes laugh at me when I say that. But in all seriousness, she went at these hitters. At them. She did not try to pitch around them. No, she went at them and tried to make them hit what she's got. Her defense made some incredible plays behind her, but man, was she on fire. She was so focused. She, didn't, she had a post-game interview and didn't even realize that it was her birthday. She forgot. That's how locked in she was. Man, that was an incredible performance. Now, the last person that I want to shout out, actually, there's two, Rachel Garcia. So UCLA is actually knocked out of the Women's College World Series. Nobody anticipated this. And she has left a legacy at UCLA. She's been a four-time All-American. But the best thing about her is that she's actually competing for Team USA in the Olympics this year. And I don't think many people know or recognize that. And the thing about softball is that there isn't that huge of a platform for professional sports right now in, in the game of softball. And, you know, these players that make names for themselves in, in college, they almost get forgotten because the media doesn't really highlight them. And Rachel Garcia is that prime leader in the college game that we, if you admired how she played like I did, it's our job to keep following her and talking her up and growing her presence because she is one of the best players in the world. And I know we know that as a college athlete, but she's going to be competing in the Olympics. So the best thing we can do to keep following her is to sit down and watch her play in the Olympics in Tokyo. Her and her teammate Bubba Nichols are going to be playing in the Olympics. We need to keep following these players because if we do that and we support them and we share when they have a great game or just talk about it till our face is blue, it's going to grow the game immensely and hopefully especially that professional game where athletes can continue to play because I hope that your athletes have a platform that's better than what we have now to be able to want to play professional softball and get the notoriety that they deserve. All right, last person that I want to shout out, and this is a hitter. Bailey Hemphill is one of the best hitters I've ever seen hit. And my favorite thing about watching her hit is the fact that she actually doesn't step. Like if you look closely at her front foot, she doesn't step towards the pitcher. All she does is lift her heel and drive her heel into the ground and use the floor to produce energy. Now, this is one of the things that I love because as a hitting coach, this is what I really want athletes to realize is you don't have to have a step to generate energy and hit home runs. She has been walked 237 times in her career. So clearly she's a really great hitter and people are scared of her. And she does that without a step. And a lot of hitters think that they need this huge hike with their leg, which is fine. But sometimes it kind of messes with reaction and timing. And Bailey Hempel is, is literally hitting off of the best pitchers in the world right now. And she doesn't have a step. And I think that's one of the reasons why she's able to be on time so much. Like, I, I don't think I firmly believe. And, I, and I'm not saying you need to take away from your step. There are major league baseball hitters and multiple hitters in the Women's College World Series with a step. But just realize you don't have to have it. So if timing's an issue, we can learn a lot from her physical swing and just her aggression in the box. Man, she's got a great swing. All right, I definitely talked about these people in the Women's College World Series for longer than I planned, and I need to dive into this episode because I know you're here for the ultimate hitting at-home routine. Now, let's dive into it. First and foremost, when it comes to this routine, 
do not take a full swing until you're in a sweat. I'm going to repeat this because it is necessary for you to know. You should not be taking a full swing before you are sweating. Your body is not warm enough to maximize every single muscle that you're putting into a swing. That's where injuries can happen, okay? So maybe it's doing like a quick three-minute jumping jacks, forward lunges, just stretching, hamstring stretches, just get to a sweat. Now, sometimes when I was hitting with my hitting coach growing up, we did this nine zone T warm up that I'm about to explain to you. And we would start with just like 50% swings. So that was our idea of the warm up to physically get to a sweat before I took my full swings by the end. But whatever it takes, make sure you are not swinging at 100% until you are sweating. Okay. All right. Now, first one the nine T hitting warm up. Okay. So basically, a strike zone has nine different zones. You have high and in, middle in, low and in. You have high, middle, 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 low, middle, and then you have high out, middle out, low out. So I wish I could share with you a graphic, um, but there is a drill that I posted on Instagram recently. Um, it's actually a Friday hitting workout of the week, and it has an entire like nine zone. It's like basically nine boxes. Pitchers actually pitch into some nine zone screens, so you can kind of like see or have an idea of what that is. So basically, this is how I always I always hit with my hitting coach. We take five balls in each of those nine zones, okay? Now, recently, I've noticed that a lot of great hitters, they start off the tee in their warm-up with just high pitches. They start with the hardest pitches and they kind of work down through the zone to ensure that their hands are high throughout the entire swing and the barrel kind of like drops to that location if it's a lower pitch. So I love that idea. And now I'm working with my athletes. We always start high for that reason. So if you want to start with like the high in, high middle, high out, and then kind of work your way down, doesn't matter how you navigate it as long as you get to every single location. Now, the reason why we want to do this every single time that we hit is so that our body creates that muscle memory to get to every single pitch within the zone. So we're not surprised with the low and out pitch because we haven't worked on it at home. So this is one of the best ways to just simply work on your mechanics and make sure you can feel yourself getting to a good location, getting to these spots. So don't feel like you have to hit five either. So if you hit five in each of the nine, simple math is 45 swings. So let's say you only have like 15 minutes to hit one day. You can take all of those 45 swings and kind of go slow and just feel yourself get to a good spot, like getting to all these spots. And that could be your whole day. You don't have to go through these next three things to have a great workout. So sometimes I would go to the cage and I would just be struggling with like feeling good on locations and I would just stick to this nine zone T warm up and just do that all day. You know, sometimes I'd spend a half hour here just feeling comfortable getting to these spots. So that's those are some of my tips. Another tip is if you feel like, let's say the pitch just outside of the strike zone that's high is really eating you up and you're going for it and you're not making good contact and you're popping it up all the time, put the tee just outside of the strike zone. So just far enough to where it's not a strike, but like if you wanted to get to it, you know how to. Or if you mistakenly go for it in a game, you now are set up to go get it. So that's another great tip. So if you, let's say, are struggling with an inside pitch and you love going for insides and sometimes they're not a strike and you don't barrel it up well, Put the tee just a little bit more inside the normal or just a little bit more outside the normal and learn how you can get to that and hit that ball hard. 
this is like really the bread and butter on like getting to know yourself and your swing and where you're at so that the rest of your workout can kind of be primed or set up to work on the things that you were exposed to maybe during that warm up that you didn't really do well on. So this is the bread and butter of hitting. And like I said, this could be your only workout of the day and you can still get a great workout in. All right, the second thing that I'm gonna give you in the ultimate at-home hitting routine is your signature drill. Find the signature drill that helps you feel connected in your swing. Feeling connected is basically feeling, okay, I feel like I'm getting that ball super fast, I'm driving with my legs, my arms feel nice and loose, and my core is activated. That is the full connection of the swing. And the, and the drill that really helps me with this is extension drill. I don't think I ever went through a hitting session on my own with my dad or with my coach without doing the extension drill before I started that workout. Now, the reason is, is because at first or in that situation, I might not feel very connected, but this drill kind of helps me feel working from the ground up throughout my swing and, and generating the most power as possible. Sometimes I put the tee in different locations and kind of work on going to extension to and through the ball on each location or just some locations that I'm struggling with right now. And it really helps me feel where I should be in my swing and kind of get back to that compact swing where I'm working from the ground up. Now, if you have no idea what the extension drill is, head to my YouTube channel. It's just Ashley Burkhart Training. I have tons of drills up there. Some of them are very short drills, but they're to the point and in the comments or in the description, it's like the whole point of the drill, how to execute it properly, what to focus on, things like that. So if you just go to my YouTube channel, you can find more there. But like I said, the extension drill was my drill to help me feel connected. And yours might be different. Yours might be, um, you know, a drill that you're like, well, every time I do it, I just feel good. And it helps me just understand my swing and how to feel great. So doesn't have to be the extension drill. The extension drill was mine. Now the goal is to help yourself find your own. So you can head to my YouTube channel and maybe one of those drills sticks with you forever and you love it so much that you want to do it every day. That's basically the signature drill that I'm recommending you do. Now, during the signature drill, sometimes I'll take five swings and I'll be like, all right, I feel good and I'm done. Sometimes it was like 10 or 20 or maybe even 30 of the signature drill just to get myself feeling good. So hitting is literally you figuring out yourself. So don't feel like you have to do 20 swings every time. Like that can get boring. Just do what feels good. All right. The third thing that I'm going to give you in this ultimate hitting routine is finding a drill that exposes where you need the most work. Okay. This is the part that makes us uncomfortable. We should not go throughout a, head a hitting session if we're not uncomfortable at least a few times. Because overcoming the discomfort is what actually helps us grow faster. So every time I work with an athlete, I make sure she's uncomfortable. And you can actually set yourself up for this as well. Now, uncomfortable doesn't mean like in pain. No, no, no. We don't want that. But we want enough discomfort to where we're maybe exposed and we do this drill for the first time and we look silly, but it kind of motivates you to want to just figure it out. So that drill that maybe you're struggling with the most right now might be the exact drill to do in this in this part. Now, let's say you're working on your timing right now. Your timing's kind of off. Well, a perfect drill for that might be something like a self-toss drill. All of these drills I'm about to give you are on my YouTube channel, so go ahead over there to find more. But find a drill to help work on your timing. Uh, maybe it's the three-plate drill where 
you have a self-tosser or a machine or a live pitcher and you move, you know, you have three different plates all in front of the other and you're kind of just working towards the pitcher. So the, so the ball comes at you faster and then you back up and the ball gets slower. That's simply working on just the different types of pitches and the speeds to help you work on that timing. So maybe you work on that. If maybe a certain location is eating you up right now, like the low and out pitch, I recommend doing the slow to go drill. Again, go to my YouTube channel to find it. But basically, it's checking your body to make sure you're in a balanced and good posture to be able to get to that location and be at a prime place at contact. Maybe you're trying to keep your hands tighter because you're casting out a little bit. Maybe something like the elbow drive drill and taking your elbows to the pitcher is something that you need to work on. Or let's say you need to work on your power. The knee down drill is a drill that I, I found two years ago, and it's been one of my signatures that I love doing with my athletes because... It's one of those that's very tough. Like you can't do a whole lot of this drill because you're literally going from a lunge position up on one leg to then a step and a go. It's very complicated to describe on a podcast, but that drill, it's really working your backside and making sure it's loaded and in a good hinge position. So that one really, really works on your power. So let's just find the drill or find the area that you need the most work in. And dad or mom can help you find this, but the goal is for the athlete to find out what that is so you can learn how to execute and find a way to work on that. Good way to find out what this drill might be for you is if you go to hitting lessons every week, what was the drill you spent the most time on or what was the drill that you were introduced to that you have not perfected yet? Now, we're never going to be perfect at anything, but there are certain drills that I feel super comfortable doing and there's some drills that I don't. So the ones that maybe exposed you this this week at lessons or a couple of weeks ago, and the one that kind of you know you're not great at yet, but you need to work on, this is your time for that. Now, you don't have to stay here for an hour working on this drill. You don't have to stay here until you've perfected it. It just takes a little bit of work each time that you hit to be able to feel the results happening. So maybe the first time you do this drill, you're absolutely terrible at it. And then you stop after 20 swings and then you say, I'm going to work on this next time and I'm going to get better. Know when to cut yourself off. Know when to cut yourself off. If you are really, really struggling and it's just not your day when you come to this one, give it some time. Like I don't say like have a bad hit and then stop, but work your way through it. Find a way to keep swinging. But if you're at the point where you're like, I'm just just not clicking, maybe just back off of it and try it again tomorrow. Maybe it just needed a whole new day, a whole new attitude to go into it a lot better. But the idea is work on the drills that expose you the most as often as possible so that one day you're really good at them and that's going to help in whatever area of your swing you're trying to improve. All right, now the last thing, number four in this ultimate hitting routine at home is a challenge, okay? So... I don't let an athlete leave my cage without doing some sort of challenge. And if I do, I like send them a challenge and a text message to make sure they do, (laughs) like if I forgot. But a challenge is something that's basically going to be the closest thing from your hitting session to an actual game and your performance. So a challenge can be something as simple as you need to hit three line drives in a row off a front toss or live pitching before you can leave the cage. And you just stay there until you find a way to get out of it. Now, you could be in there for 20 minutes. You could be in there for a minute. You can get it done in the first three swings, but something to where it's almost like scary a little bit because the batter's box is a little scary. You're kind of alone there. 
So this challenge has to scare you a little. Maybe the first time you do something, if you've never done a challenge before, it's just, you know, hit two line drives in a row, see how long it takes. And then once you start doing that and that's getting easier and you're more confident with it, now let's work for three. And then let's work for four. Whatever it is, find a way to challenge yourself and to kind of make yourself nervous in that situation because that's what the game's like. Now, one way that I make some challenges a little more nerve-wracking is I say, okay, if you don't execute it, you have a burpee. Or if you don't execute after three times, you have 10 burpees. Or something where it's like, oh man, she's serious. I hate burpees. Or I hate foul pole runs. Or I hate push-ups. Like, whatever it is, you can kind of like add that little spice to it just to kind of like make it a little more intense. But I find those to be really great because athletes hate doing that and then they find a way to focus in and get the job done. Whole point is to find our focus and to complete the task. So three line drives in a row could be a thing. You could do some sort of like target practice. I love these drills where I just have a T set up and like a net set up maybe like towards the pitcher's mound and like hitting that two times in a row or three times in a row because Obviously, like the first one or two might be the easiest. And then the third one's super nerve wracking because you're like, don't mess up. You have to start over. So whatever it is that can kind of challenge your mind, at least on like one of those reps, you know you're in the right place if it's really hard. The last one I want to give you is just maybe you can just rate your swings. So sometimes I say, okay, you have five balls left. Now it's either I'm live pitching or front toss. I say you have five balls left and you're going to rate every single one of your swings. And I don't, I don't like rating it because I want the athlete to truly feel what it felt like off their bat. So if they feel like they had a really hard line drive and feel good about it, that would be, let's say, two points. If they hit a super hard ground ball, something that's going to challenge the defense, then that would be one point. But if they hit a, a pop-up or you know foul ball or the swing and miss, swing and miss is sometimes a negative one, or let's say they roll over and it's not a great ground ball, then they'd get zero points. And, the, and then I give them some sort of point system to go after. So let's say I have five balls and I want you to get 10 points. So on average, each one of your swings needs, well, that's a lot. That would, be, <laughs> that would be a lot. So let's say maybe it's like eight points. I give you five balls and you're shooting for eight points. Something that's going to challenge you. It's not too far of a reach, but something that's going to challenge you enough to need to dial in and focus in on every single ball one at a time. That's how you kind of know you're in the sweet spot. So try try some of these challenges and let me know if they work for you. If you want to just write an Apple podcast, like, or even on social media, DM me on social media, what challenges are your favorites? Uh, let me know. I really want to know what it is that you guys are doing in your hitting sessions that are helping you succeed. Because likely you have some challenges or drills I've never heard of, and I'd love to know them. So reach out to me on social. Would love to hear your ideas on this one. Now. With that, those are your four ultimate at-home hitting routines. So basically, going through a nine-zone T warm-up. Now, you don't have to spend five reps here. It could be just two or three, whatever you have time for, make it happen. But I always say, before you even hit off a front toss or anything, do a nine-zone T warm-up. Get your muscle memory down pat in, in in your hitting session. And again, if you don't do anything else that day other than the nine zone T warm-up, you're still okay. You have really worked on your mechanics. You have worked on that muscle memory and that could be a great hitting session in itself. The second thing I'd love to add is the signature drill. 
Find your signature drill, the one that makes you feel good and connected in your swing. Then drill exposing where you need to work. So the one that kind of scares you a little bit, you hate doing it because you're not good at it yet, but the one that you know you need to get better at, that's your drill. Spend a little bit of more a little bit more time on this one just because you want to work to get better at this. You want to maybe prove to your coach that you've worked on this between your hitting sessions and you now are better at it. Just something where you know you're not great at it, but spend some time on it. And I'm telling you, when you're done with this workout, you're going to be like, whoa, I got better at this. I'm more confident now. And then the last thing is obviously a challenge. Find some sort of a challenge. It's kind of scary, but it's getting you primed and ready for that game-like situation where you either succeed or you lose. Sometimes athletes lose a challenge. You know, it's me versus them and I'm trying to outpitch them or work through different situations and try to come out on top versus them. And sometimes I walk out the winner and purposely I do that because they're competitors and want to make sure the next time we do this, they win. So there are thousands of different challenges that you could do. I come up with different ones every week, I feel like. But those were just a few that I gave earlier that you can use to just get it rolling and get your athlete really primed and ready to compete because that's what we do in this game. All right, the whole premise of today's podcast was to truly know your swing and what it needs. The best athletes, they feel. They feel during a session. They're trying to feel what went into that good swing. Maybe it was my head was back behind the ball. The ball was in front of me the whole time. My elbows are working towards the pitcher. Being able to feel out what it is that's going on in your swing is everything. And we went through a, a podcast about journaling a little bit not too long ago and how powerful it can be. We'll definitely do one in the future with how you can journal after a, po- uh, a postseason, <laughs> after a, a hitting session. So there are ways to really get your thoughts down on paper. And like I said, the more you know yourself, the better you're going to be as a hitter. So feel, work on feeling a certain way when you're, when you're hitting. Work on going over what does that great swing feel like? What does that not so great swing feel like? And how can I make an adjustment? Know your swing and what it needs. Now, here's, here's what I'm going to advise. If you go and do this hitting workout and you go through this, do not do it without a great playlist in the background. Like low key, I'm telling you, a great playlist can actually change the game. It can change your intensity level. My thing in college was I'd blast some 80s rock music. Probably wouldn't advise that to the young athlete right now, but it got me in the zone to want to crush the ball. And, you know, it helped me get over frustrations. It helped me get over, you know, that failed test I had in college. And I was just like hitting balls as hard as I possibly could and kind of getting that energy out. So sometimes a good playlist can help you out there. In the show notes, I'm going to tag um, a Spotify playlist that I, that I created for young athletes. Don't worry. I made sure there were no cuss words in it. So if maybe your athlete needs a little pump me up or, you know, a playlist of songs that's going to like get her primed and ready to hit go to the link in my show notes. You can find that. But I just want to give your athlete the tools that she needs to succeed. And this is one of a longer episodes of a personal one. But I truly think that if you put these elements into your next hitting session, and if you develop that routine of going through these four things every time that you hit, or at least just having a plan in front of you, that's where you're going to find results. Results come from consistency. So find the way you work best. Find the routine that works best for you and stick to it. All right, guys, 
like I mentioned at the very beginning of today, I am doing a, I'm having a course coming out soon and it's going to be going over feel, posture, and connection in the swing. And we're going to be going over these routines a ton, but this is just the starting point. This is just the starting point to you becoming the best version of you. And this course is going to help you really have a game plan. It's going to be a four-week course. It's going to be hands-on, like, well, hands-on virtually, but I'm going to give you the exact tools to help you go through a hitting session or a work session every single day, working on the specific things that you need to work on to become the best version of you. And by the end of the four weeks, you're going to find that your feel, your posture, and your connection are so much better than when you started so that you're ready and primed for the best games of the year for you, which is probably the end of the summer. So if you guys are interested in that, I'm going to have a link in the show notes to how you can sign up for it. You will not be able to start the course until June 20th. But like I said, if you're here before June 10th, I'll be doing a mastermind prior to kind of prime you up and get you ready for what it is that we're coming out with. But there's a lot of things. So make sure you follow my social so you don't miss out on a single thing. And if you love this episode and found a ton of value in it, please like, share, subscribe to the podcast and write me a review on Apple Podcasts and tell me what you think. I can't wait to see who's going to be on the podcast for you next week. Can't wait for you to see who's going to be on the podcast for you next week. And thanks for tuning in. You guys are seriously the best. Couldn't do this without you. And I'm so dang grateful for you. Enjoy the rest of the Women's College World Series and let's get after it this summer. And don't forget to stay humble and keep smiling. See you later.